0: She's Tori.
1: And he's Nick.
0: And this is I Want to Rewatch.
1: An X Files adjacent podcast.
0: In Search of
1: Ancient Aviators. (sighs) The narration for this episode was written by Robert R. Long and Deborah Bloom. Long is the series producer. And Bloom is the series associate producer. The episode has no writer credit besides the narration. However, for both previous episodes, the writer was also credited as the episode producer. And Deborah Bloom is credited as this episode's producer in addition to the series associate producer. This episode also does not have a director credit. Uh oh. It is hosted and narrated by Leonard Nimoy. And it originally aired on Sunday, April twenty fourth, nineteen seventy seven. As did the previous episode, so it seems like they probably aired two back to back.
0: Yeah, new series, it's syndicated, so we're kind of doing a push, I guess. Probably is what's going on in on that one. Yeah, I don't recall. So been a while. So, and I'm not <laughs> sure if I watched these on first run or not, honestly. So I know I've yeah, seen and- almost all of them before. So we start out with our narration from Leonard Nimoy. On a desolate plain near the Peruvian Andes is evidence that thousands of years ago, man may have known how to fly. (gasps) Huge drawings are etched in the ground. They make sense only when viewed from a great height. Miles of what look like random runways score the desert. If they were, what manner of craft landed here? Who were the pilots? We're conditioned to think that flight is the province of modern man. Perhaps we are latecomers to the sky. Opening credits. To this day, the lines at NASCA have not been fully explained. How are they used? And by whom? In search of ancient aviators. Um, So it
1: doesn't sound like aliens.
0: I mean, ancient aviators, that's just another word for aliens, really.
1: I mean... You would hope. And then we get our standard disclaimer that's on every episode that tells us that this series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. So my hot take of this episode before we get into it is that It tries real hard to make it seem intriguing, surprising, and maybe even extraterrestrial that ancient civilizations knew about flight. They told stories about it. They looked at the stars. Maybe they knew how to look down from high places. That's a possibility. But also like- In the mountains? Are you crazy? (laughs) But also like birds exist. Like flight is not some unknowable concept. Even if you personally do not have a flying machine, like you can- see a bird and understand that flight is a thing so the fact that people spoke and wrote about flight and dreamt of it and also looked skyward and climbed mountains doesn't mean they had like secret ancient planes like that seems like a huge leap to me but they never mentioned that like flight is just an exciting thing and of course you're gonna like watch birds fly and go oh i wish i could do that like i don't know
0: but tori how could they build giant art that you can only see from an airplane if they weren't flying
1: well i mean the art can be seen from high like lookouts and stuff
0: can it can it
1: yes yes it Uh-oh. can
0: <laughs> fine
1: also some of it can be seen from the ground like you can kind of i mean you may not be able to totally make out what it is but you can tell like there's the car route anyway
0: yeah mm-hmm. so before we get started this episode is kind of A short version of why we didn't do the pilots, honestly.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So just, yeah. So.
1: I mean, it's mostly like they just list things and they don't really go into any of it. They're just like thing, 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 thing. Okay. Hope we convinced you. And you're like, wait, what? What are you telling me? So yeah, it's very very bare bones. Yeah. And we start with the desert plain called Nazca in Peru, which is home to a strange menagerie. A nine-fingered monkey, a huge ungainly spider, giant birds and mammoth lizards, all cut Sounds into Sounds like a the- scary
0: place. <laughs> it does.
1: But these are all actually designs that are cut into the dry earth and oh. so big that they're visible only from the sky.
0: Oh, so they're not like nine-fingered monkeys and giant spiders like roaming around Peru.
1: No, they're just oh, designs okay. in the earth that have been cut out. Okay. Clues from ancient cultures worldwide in legend and in monuments speak to the fact that our ancestors may not have been strangers to the sky and they may have had help. From who? From aliens, maybe. It's sort of implied that it's aliens, but they don't really go there. But yeah. Mm. And then we get a lot of long shots of this guy using a glider to fly like a lot. This goes on for a very long time. And while he's gliding around, Nimoy talks about the legend of Daedalus and Icarus and how they escaped the Minoan maze on wings that Daedalus built and how he warned Icarus not to fly too close to the sun because the wings were made of wax and they melted. Mm-hmm. Everyone pretty much knows that story.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's easier to show a dude on a glider while you're telling that story than it is to do, like, animation or...
1: Yeah, know. that's true. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's a fine background. It it's just there, a lot so. of this guy flying around. I was like, they could have mixed it up a little bit.
0: I don't know. I just can't think of Icarus without thinking of the um, Venture Brothers episode where Brock is getting a tattoo and it's not, it's not able to get it finished, right? And so he's getting a tattoo of Icarus, but they didn't get the finish and put the wings on. So he's basically just got this naked guy on his arm. And so the <laughs> monarch is like, why do you have a naked guy on your arm? He's like, it's supposed to be Icarus from, and he's like, yeah, 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 from the Led Zeppelin album. Yeah, that was so cool when I was 14. So it's just, it's just the whole <laughs> swan Song thing. They use Icarus. So it's just, I, I can't think of Icarus now without thinking of that. So <laughs> Nice. It's supposed to be Icarus from Led Zeppelin <laughs> Yeah, and then we talk about in Florence, Leonardo da Vinci pondered the dream of flight and how he made a flying ship of his own design that had parts in common with a modern helicopter. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, you can see the drawings. He did, literally. There are reports that he tested it in 1505, but no results of that test exist. So we're not even sure it really happened. They Mm -hmm. also, as they're like panning across Leonardo's drawings, they also show his drawings of his batwing glider. But they don't mention it, even though it would have been a better connection to the whole Daedalus thing and the Wright brothers later when they talk about bird wings, even though there's bat wings. But I know why they brought up the helicopter one instead of the wing one. We just talked about wings. so I think
1: I just it? to talk about how advanced it was, right? Like you had like stuff that oh, had parts maybe. in common with the helicopter. Like it's pretty advanced for 1505 or whatever. Yeah. And then we're told about the Jantar Mantar in India that was an astronomical observatory built to study the stars. And they show all these pictures of it. It's really pretty. There's these cool like curvy stairways that kind of break away from each other. And so like they go in opposite directions. So like from different parts of it, you can see different parts of the sky. And like by being in a certain part, you would be able to observe certain things. They don't say this in the episode, but Jantar Mantar literally means instruments for measuring the harmony of the heavens. There were actually five of them. They tell us that like, they basically say like one, they don't say one exists, but they like imply only one exists. They also imply it's way older than it is. The five of them were built at the behest of the Rahaj Jossing II, who had an interest in mathematics, architecture, and astronomy. Four of them still remain today. And the one picture in the episode appears to be the one that was built in New Delhi because they all look different. They were built between 1724 and 1735. So the episode tells us that these are ancient structures that were built before Da Vinci was born, but actually they were built long after Da Vinci was born and actually long after he died. So that's not true. Hmm. Yeah. And then they also talk about how there are ancient Indian chants, and this is Indian from India that contain one of the most detailed explanations of a flying machine ever recorded. They may have been flights of fancy or perhaps the records of ancient journalists writing down what they observed. Ooh. I mean, maybe. That sounds legit. Uh, In in this chant, the machine could travel to the stars. And they also mentioned how the Jantar Mantar resembles a rocket gantry. But, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, why does it need to? It's already an observatory yeah so then we talk about how egyptian tombs are dominated by the presence of osiris the flying god who brought knowledge to the nile basin and like why are the pyramids aligned in such a way that they're perfect landmarks if you're an aviator coming in for a landing oh look there's the pyramids i need to go over here
1: yeah i mean you can't see me but i'm just rolling my eyes really hard right now
0: Then we have the mayan temples the mayans flourished for 15 centuries and then suddenly vanished Surprisingly, the Mayans were native peoples pre Columbian and they built in stone. But we found out last episode that <laughs> that was not something that native people could do anyway. They left behind temples and pyramids, but they didn't leave any roads to connect their cities. So they probably had flying machines to just go from city to city. Cause I mean, you don't have roads, right? You got to get from city yeah, to city. Yeah, I mean, so.
1: they must be using like
0: helicopters, helicopters. They probably had big helipads on top of their temples. Mm. I mean, just yeah, yeah, totally and then we get
1: (laughs) totally that's the only explanation not that the jungle has overgrown over what would have been their roads and trails for sure
0: yeah whatever tori the jungle
1: and then we get some footage from the 1911 flight test of wilbur and orville wright demonstrating their flying machine for the u.s army and then we're back to the nazca plane and we're told that 2,000 years ago Long lines were cut into the hard soil of the Nazca Plain. They were meant to be seen from the sky, but by whom?
0: Yeah, because the whole thing on the Nazca Plains, if you look at them, you almost think like they have aligned stones to make the drawing. What they actually did is they move apart the topsoil and underneath, like the earth below is a different color. Mm -hmm. And so it exposes the other color. And so that's what the drawings are from. So,
1: Mm And then we go to the Mojave Desert in California, which features an ancient drawing of a man made by indigenous people. But how did they make the drawing? One explanation is ancient aviators.
0: But how can those indigenous people do it? It had to be (laughs) aliens or Europeans or something.
1: Or they had planes or something. And then we get a shot of the Barstow experiment which was conducted in the Mojave Desert to test whether men working on the ground could be directed from someone in the air to make a drawing. I mean, I don't know why they needed to do that experiment. It seems like obvious that they could, (laughs) but they basically conclude that nothing about like what they did couldn't have been done thousands of years ago. And then they're like, did Native Americans launch balloons? Or are there other explanations? Like, I mean, they could have. I don't know. Scale drawings. Yeah. Scale
0: drawings, too. Those work great for doing large pieces of art. Whether you use a grid pattern or not, it works. So, and then we meet Dr. J. William Clulow, who's an archaeologist. And he says that shamans were healers and important figures, but also most tribes ascribed them the ability to take flight outside of their bodies. The astral projection and that's actually all we get from him i feel like he's that guy that they talked to because he said something they could possibly use and then later like he was watching this be like holy shit i'm in this episode why am i in this episode they're taking me out of context but maybe, yeah
1: and also like <laughs> i mean i get the astral projection you would be able to look down on these designs and see them i guess but like that seems like kind of off the point they're making, anyway.
0: Yeah, I tried to look up stuff about him and see like what he he pretty much just stuck with what he did. Like he was he like did this kind of archaeology, like, you know, looking for like rock art and that kind of stuff. But like not saying it was like done by aliens or by people flying in the sky. Interestingly, even though it seems like he's that kind of like modern day thing where like a lot of like a lot of the modern day stuff, like you don't get a lot of like skeptical talk in these kind of topics. And that's because. For years and years, people would come on and they'd be like taken out of context and then just, you know, it'd be edited and they look bad. was like they were actually agreeing with the stuff as opposed to not agreeing with it. And so they just stopped going to these shows because they couldn't mm-hmm. be trusted. And so it kind of feels like this is that a little bit. But surprisingly, one, I could not find almost anything about the guy. The most I found about him was from a set of articles that was written like celebrating his career. And so I learned most of the stuff about him from like reading those like journal articles, but I could not find like a complete list of like his papers and that kind of stuff that he's written. But of his notable papers, there's a huge chunk of them written in 1978, which would have been right after this. And so I don't know if that's coincidence or even though it kind of seems like maybe he was kind of taking out of context in this. And I mean, he wasn't like put like in he doesn't like a crazy person but it's just kind of like they took his thing to say one thing and they used it to kind of imply something else. But I don't know if that like helped him get more papers published or that was just coincidence. But like the majority of, I shouldn't say the majority, like he has like disordinate amount of papers published in 1978 that are considered notable. Whereas the other years is kind of like one or two kind of thing. years huh.
1: like Interesting. Bunch. But
0: they're not anything about like the subject, right? They're just about normal. Like we found some rock art from these people and right. this, that kind of stuff so
1: and i don't think what he says is really outlandish i mean it's true that like shaman in some tribal cultures depending on the tribe did have like some magical abilities and some did apparently have the ability to astral project that is something that some cultures believe so that's not weird it just doesn't seem to fit in the episode no it's like they needed
0: a doctor someone with like some sort of academic standing to say something about flight and he used the word could take flight outside their bodies and they were like Boom, got
1: it. Yeah, exactly. Even oh, though what he's talking oh. about is astral projection and not like literal physical flight. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see 10,000 year old drawings in Peru that some say depict people welcoming visitors from the sky. But we don't learn who says that, and we move on pretty quickly. <laughs> and then we're told that there are finely lane roads built over a thousand years ago to connect the cities of the Inca Empire. But the Inca did not possess the wheel. Were these roads actually runways? And also their calendar ring suggests an advanced knowledge of space and time because I, I don't, again, like... Obviously, people like the Inca did have knowledge of, like, the movement of stars and astrological events and stuff. I, I don't think that means they had secret planes in a bunker that we haven't found.
0: Also, uh, th- their roads literally were runways because they ran everywhere. <laughs> they ran. Right. <laughs> they, they actually, like, like messengers who would run, and so they needed roads, so you weren't just, like, running through, like, brush and shrub and whatever. So. Mm-hmm or walk. You could even walk on roads. I mean, you don't have to like have cars or use them as like runways for planes. Mhm.
1: So, you mean there are other options than like <laughs> cars or planes?
0: I mean, roads <laughs> that literally connect cities would make really weird runways because then why wouldn't you just drive it as opposed to like use it to take off and land like if it Yeah, I
1: know. It doesn't cities. make a lot of sense. Yeah. Look I- <laughs> They're really reaching here. This episode is another one that I'm surprised is at the beginning of the series because it does feel like they're just trying to fill time. It really does. So I don't know. Maybe they were filmed out of order or something, but this one definitely feels like filler.
0: Yeah. The production numbers are all over the place as far as order. Okay. So it is very possible. They're kind of like, yeah.
1: Anyway, it also
0: seems like these are a lot of like, again, maybe because it's a syndicated series, it seems like it's a lot of almost like freelance stuff or like people just hit oh, I have a story. I have a story. I have a story. or I
1: have footage there's, of this. I have footage of this. Yeah, there's no this. cohesive. Yeah. So then we get shown the Museum of Aeronautics in Lima, Peru, which houses a collection of stones that were discovered in 1963 in a tiny village only 40 miles from the Nazca Plain. Ooh, And these stones depict what might be mechanical birds. And one might be a modern space shuttle. I I think they're just bird designs. I don't think they're necessarily mechanical. I think some show people riding birds, but again, like birds existed.
0: They're pretty cool looking though. I don't, I don't know that we saw the space shuttle one at all. We saw some dude riding like a giant bird or maybe like a dragon bird or something like that, but they're kind of cool looking because they look, I mean, we don't, we don't get any scale really how big they are but they kind of look like they'd be like beach ball size maybe or somewhere between like beach ball and volleyball and then they're they're round right they're 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 like balls but then they're all carved all over the place they're kind of cool looking
1: oh yeah for sure they're awesome i just don't think they suggest that they had mechanical planes
0: no they had mechanical birds
1: (laughs) okay sure yeah
0: I mean, if you're going to have a mechanical plane or a mechanical bird, which would you rather have? I'd rather have a mechanical bird. That's true.
1: It's true. Yeah, yeah, that is cooler.
0: Especially if you could ride it. So that'd be sweet. And then we get some gold icons from Colombia that sort of resemble modern planes. Sort of, if you.
1: I mean, if you are thinking
0: modern, planes. they actually yeah. look like bugs.
1: They look like they, bugs, or they look like some look like birds too. Like, yeah, they look you know? like
0: if you were trying to make bug. Like if you get like an old cartoons when like. If you had bugs that look like planes or planes look like bugs, it looks like that is what it kind of looks like to me. They look like bugs, but then their wings are like straight out instead of being like, you know, at angles like bugs normally are kind of thing. So, yeah, a lot of them look like bugs.
1: And then they mention a large geoglyph on the side of a hill at the Bay of Pisco. Again, we don't really get anything about it. They're just like, oh, yep, and this glyph exists too. Check that out. Check out this picture. Boom! Yeah. Yeah. And then they ask, why did the ancients construct the Nazca lines? As an aviation guide, perhaps? Nobody really knows. The markings were first rediscovered by a pilot flying over them in the
0: 1920s. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, we get a lot of footage of like the shadow of a plane on the ground and the flying. like. It flying reminded
1: over. me a lot of the wings opening. Honestly, I kept like hearing a oh. song in my head like that. You know, I think like we that get song. that.
0: Do we get that in like Raiders of the Lost Ark or something like that, too? At one Probably. point, like that imagery, I don't know.
1: And then we hear about German mathematician Marie Wright, who has spent most of her life studying the lines, but has no explanation for why they exist.
0: Which I am like, that's contender for like the worst epitaph ever.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, like, it's bad. And also,
0: you're a mathematician, so I'm wondering, like, why is she studying? I mean, I could maybe because like the geometric patterns, like that. But yeah, that just sounds rough. Like she spent most yeah. of her life studying them, doesn't know what they are.
1: And they don't well, interview her or anything. Like no, they just use yeah. some
0: very, some very, very like arty photos of her
1: Uh-huh. with
0: like stuff like like gray scaled out, and then like the color like pumped up on her, and just yeah, super.
1: yeah. And then we're told in the 1960s, a study funded in part by National Geographic found that some of the Nazca lines have astronomical alignments, but no more than could be expected by chance. So like some of them are going to align to some constellations at some point because there's so many of them.
0: Yeah. Worst closing argument ever.
1: Honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty like I said, the whole episode is just them kind of listing things. They don't really go into detail on any of it. And mm-hmm. then they're like, yep, so these might be guides for ancient aviators. Okay, bye. <laughs> like,
0: okay. Yeah. There's not even that logical thing that we had last episode where it was kind of like, even though it doesn't, like, doesn't really matter. But it's like, oh, this is kind of like that. And those people did this. And look, there's one of these things that they used for that kind of thing here. And it's right in front of this thing, which we know these other people did. So... It must be this. It's like no. It's just like here's this and here's this and and when look over here and then and, and then we at the very end we're like why did they do this and I'm like I thought that was the question we asked at the beginning. Why are you asking me now? You're supposed to be telling me the answer and you're not. You're just asking me why. So yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: I can't help but think that Leonard Nimoy was just like paycheck.
1: <laughs> I do not blame the guy.
0: Yeah. So then we get our closing narration. Cape Kennedy, 1970 the forlorn remains of a launch pad no longer in use. Will future generations examine the ruins of our technological civilization and wonder at the purpose of such structures? Will they understand the inner workings of radio telescopes or control towers and see them as evidence that in the 20th century, man was reaching out to the stars? There is evidence man has lived on this planet for at least 3 million years. Were the inhabitants of other worlds idle all that time? Or were they too reaching for the stars? Just like case to case said, man, you can reach for the stars. Although you to keep your feet on the ground, so you couldn't fly. You just had to reach for the stars. Anyway, perhaps realizing their dream long before we could even speak it. And could it be that what has taken us so long to do was merely to copy something we saw in our remote past? The answer may await in the stars. A reunion of pupil with teacher—it's not so wild a dream. And I'm like, is it really? I
1: don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> Nick with the, this image of Thor looking at <laughs> at Bruce Banner and just kind of like <laughs> squinting, like really, like mm, I don't yeah, think is so. It, yeah, it's, it's the—is it really, really, really meme? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs>
0: And this episode does lack the pre-closing credit narration that was added last episode. So we only got it second episode. I don't know if it's going to reappear later or not. So yeah, yeah, we don't get this time. So then we just go right into closing credits. Boom, boom.
1: So, so like I said, this episode just lists things. It doesn't really go into depth on any of them. Honestly, probably because there isn't much to say about any of it. Like most of it is just not really that compelling evidence like, oh yeah, these people made bugs out of gold. Clearly they had secret planes in a bunker that we've never found. I don't know, like it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it also jives with the lack of any official writing credit or like any directorial credit. It's just kind of like, here's some stuff, Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So the Nazca lines were created between 500 AD and 500 BC. 80 to 100 new glyphs have been found using drones in recent years so there are still a lot of them and they haven't found them all. While they are best seen from the sky they're also visible from nearby foothills and other high places and like you can still see them so like it's not like you have to be in a plane to see them and there is a theory that's not super bought into but that some people say they were created to be viewed by deities in the sky and that's why they're what they are
0: yeah which can totally exist without saying like oh people flew it'd be like no we created this stuff using our own technology but like the pyramids right like the pyramids were built they were built so that they were like you know gateways to the gods they believe in so they were for religious purposes so there's no reason why this couldn't be that
1: well totally yeah
0: yeah so it
1: could be and again it wouldn't mean that they had planes to look at them for yeah and Like people who don't know much about how things are made, who claim that like ancient Egyptians couldn't have built the pyramids, which is ridiculous and been debunked many times. There are people who have posited that these lines couldn't have been made with technology that was available to the ancient Nazca people at the time.
0: Because how are you going to scratch away a top layer of soil? That seems pretty (laughs) complicated, honestly. How are you going to do that? I mean,
1: they are big and you do have to plow a lot out of the way. So sure. Okay. But like, it's not like they couldn't do that. So Joe Nickel, who is a member of the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, who also writes regularly for their journal, which is the Skeptical Inquirer, decided to test written that. has tons
0: hypothesis. of books. And if you are interested mm-hmm. in any kind of like occult or supernatural or cryptid stuff, you have probably heard his name before.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So he decided to test that hypothesis and he took a small group of people, like a small crew. And he was able to reproduce the lines with no aerial assistance. Like, they didn't even need a guy in a hot air balloon. And they did such a good job that scientific Americans said their recreation was remarkable in its exactness. So, clearly, they were able to do it. And they did it, obviously, with the tools that would have been available at the time, like ancient stuff. Okay. In a way, it's very
0: similar to the recreation of crop circles.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that.
0: No one on the ground could do these complex geometric shapes and then like oh actually you can because you oh you you have to plan it if you plan it you can do it
1: Mm -hmm. if you go out there
0: drunk in the middle of the night yeah you're not going to do it but if you plan it you can do it so
1: exactly so people still debate about what the line's purpose is there are a bunch of different theories some are that they exist for rituals related to rain some are that they're made for deities above like we said earlier some say that they're meant to be star or constellation maps Other people claim they might be irrigation channels. That last one, most experts discount because the lines aren't like deep enough to reliably Mm -hmm. move water. So that's probably not what they were for. Yeah, The prevailing theory now is just that the drawings and lines may actually have different purposes. So like some may be like an astronomical chart while others may have like a ritual purpose. And some may even just be walking paths to get around. So, I mean, who knows? At this point, we, we still some don't really may know. Be
0: but. To put in the earth records of the giant spiders and nine-toed monkeys that roamed the plains of Peru. I don't think there are, but there may have been like giant spiders and crazy, huge birds and monkeys. <laughs> and they were like, no, we got to let future people know this place used to be insane with animals. And it could just be that, too.
1: Entirely possible, right? Like, we don't know, but it probably isn't because they had planes that they were using to fly over.
0: They used the planes to hunt the giant spiders and (laughs) nine-toed monkeys.
1: There we go. All right. That is a much more exciting story. Yes. Probably not true. Yeah. So, yeah, this episode was not not the best one. I'm kind of hoping they get better from here because, hmm.
0: Wow, well, well, hasn't say. been great so far. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it because we do that in the credits.
1: Yeah. So, I know. just saying, I hope they improve. But
0: thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening. Thank you for supporting us. We appreciate it.
0: Yep. Talk to you later.
1: Bye bye. I want to rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded at Black Cat Studios
0: episode production design and editing is by lazy end productions our music is dark science by david Hillowitz, and the truth is what we make of it by the agrarians
1: our premium feed is where you can find all of our x files adjacent bonus episodes covering television and films that are you guessed it x files adjacent if you like these bonus episodes tell a friend about our patreon page we'd love to have them join us
0: speaking of which be sure to join us next wednesday as we go in search of the Bermuda Triangle.
1: Nice. And try to figure out if the the truth truth is is still still out out there. there. Premium. Oh my God. whoo
0: That was like you were, there is no Dana. <laughs> there is <was> only Zool.
1: <laughs> One of my agents called me straight. It's like, are you sick? I'm like, no, my throat is just dumb right now and I don't know what's going on. Probably need to drink more tea or something. I don't really drink tea, but I probably should. All right. <clears throat> Our premium feet. Oh God, this worse. It's worse.